Welcome to Crampin' My Style, the podcast. I am your host, Tyler, last name Crampin', hence the name. Um, today I'm going to go into one singular topic. Um, it's music related, you know, so if, you know, you don't want to listen to me blabble on about rap music, then, you know, you don't have to tune in. But today's topic is going to be uh, the top duos in hip-hop history. Um, I saw, or I shared a picture on Facebook yesterday with, it was a picture of Eminem and Dr. Dre, and it said, name a better team. And I had a discussion with a couple friends on there, shout out to True and uh, Nico, and they, you know, listed their, you know, opinions on, you know, better teams, and me and True got in a little bit of discussion on a lot of top duos in hip-hop, and I said I was going to put it on the podcast, so here I am. Um, let's see, how are we going to start it off? I don't know if, I don't, I don't really have an order for them, um, so, you know, y'all can put them in your own order if you want, but I'm going to start with, you know, the duo that this conversation was based off of, M and Dre, um, two of the, you know, most respected in the industry, two of the, you know, most talented of all time, you know, M is a rapper, Dre is a producer, and, you know, their chemistry is unmatched, and, you know, one of the stories that has been told, you know, probably a few times, but I've seen it in the documentary, The Defiant Ones on HBO, what was it, last year when that came out? Dre, uh, Jimmy Iovine, and, you know, Eminem, they were all talking about the day that M first stepped in the studio and met Dre. And when Dre first heard M's tape, thought he was, you know, thought he was a black dude, he thought he was real nice, you know, as far as, you know, the MC skills are concerned, told, you know, brought him to the studio. And M walks in, you know, and Dre looks surprised that it's a white dude. And he's wearing some yellow jumpsuit or some crazy shit. And Dre shows him, is like, hey, you know, I want to show you something I've been working on. And he and he starts playing the, the loop for My Name Is. And he says that within a few seconds uh, of hearing the loop, M, you know, started doing the hook, the, hi, my name is, you know, and he started going off from there, and Emma said he always wanted to have a rhyme ready for whatever beat Dre had thrown on, so, I mean, just their, their chemistry starting off like that on the first day automatically makes it, you know, one of the top duos ever, but then if you go and look at their, you know, collaborations and their, you know, how they've stayed friends throughout the years. I mean, you know, Dre gave Eminem that shot, you know, to to be successful in the rap games, you know, and so, you know, he's always appreciated that and plus, you know, whenever they do collab, it's 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 really good music. So the fact that they have, you know, the personal side of things and the business side of things, you know, automatically makes them one of the top duos, you know, ever. So that's where I wanted to start off with. Um, you know, all of M's early shit that was produced by Dre is, is you know, it's really second to none. But I think they need to drop 
something new maybe maybe more you know on m's next album or whatever they need to you know dre needs to be the specific producer he hasn't done that in a while for m so maybe m needs to get back to that and having dre produce you know 90 percent of his album maybe that'll get him you know the things he needs you know um where's it going on and we can stay on dre i guess next we can go to dre and snoop um snoop you know basically got his start from dre as well like back in the you know i guess it, they were coming up together technically but uh you know they worked heavily on that first you know dre's first album the chronic and that song uh nothing but a g thing still one you know one of my favorite songs of all time and then you know uh snoop's first album was produced you know you know specifically by dr dre and it had that that west coast sound and that you know that he adopted from dre's album it kind of transferred over to Snoop's album and you know plus Snoop had the you know the lyrical background he wasn't just you know uh what do you call it you know he just wasn't because back then you know a lot of the west coast sound was was gangster rap and you know NWA and all that and he, he had the lyrical you know g-funk sound and Snoop had a lot of realism in his flow and I think or um I think Dre likes that kind of sound from his rappers. The, the, the lyricism, it has to sound real. And, you know, maybe, maybe and, you know, as big an M fan as I am, maybe M has gravitated away from that a little bit with his recent music. I mean, he got bars for days, but his recent music has maybe gotten away from the real, how real it sounds. You know, and they, they just want to make records, but... Anyways, back on M and Snoop. Um, where are we at here? You know, he, he, Dre, Dre had a, a really, a really big influence on Snoop's, you know, success. I mean, without Dre, and you know, without Death Row, then you know, where where is Snoop Dogg? Is Snoop the biggest, you know, one of the bigger stars in, in rap of all time? And I think when Dre left, you know, Death Row to go start Aftermath, I think, you know, Snoop should have went, went with him. But I think Snoop was loyal to Death Row, you know, and loyal to Suge. And he didn't see the problem that Suge would have, you know, well, was and would eventually, you know, become. But, uh, you know, we'll never know about that. Um, so those, you know. That's another combination that I wish we got more music from. Dre and Snoop, you know, they always make, you know, their 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 collaborations are always good. You know, really good, actually. You know, Nothing But a G Thing is one of the best songs of all time to me. So, you know, maybe one day we'll get some more Dre and Snoop in the studio. And we'll go from there. Now, the next one I want to talk about is just, you know, just two rappers. Two rappers that came up came up from the south and wanted to you know make sure the south had you know their stake in the in the game of you know hip-hop because back then it was you know east coast west coast and nobody really gave a fuck about the south 
So I want to talk about, you know, Outkast, you know, they're from down in Atlanta. Andre 3000, Big Boy, you know, both amazing rappers. Um, What is it? What was that first album called? Um, oh, Southern Playlistic Cadillac Music. That, that, you know, what was it back in 94? You know, I was young back then, so, you know, I'm not all too familiar on Outkast, but um, that player's ball record basically brought them up to do, you know, brought them up and, and gave the South, gave the South that sound that, that, you know, would be appealing to, you know, the whole country. So now the South is on the map and, you know, no one had ever done that before. And that their, their inspiration spawned, I mean, some of the biggest rappers of all time, you know, T.I., Gucci, all, you know, all of them credit Outkast for giving the South that sound to where, hey, you know, we can do this. Because, you know, no back before Outkast, nobody gave a fuck about the South, really. So, and, you know, Outkast, you know, you got ATLians and Aquamini, and if I'm saying those wrong, you know, when, like I said, I'm not too keen on um outcast it's not that i'm not keen on it i like i love it but i just i'm not you know i haven't listened to everything they've 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 dropped um but you know steak on you one of my favorite albums of all time you know speaker box and the love below which you know actually showed big boys uh side of things at least to me um their track roses that's one of my favorite rap tracks of all time just because it's funny uh but uh really and a lot of people give andre 3000 credit and list him as one of their top rappers of all time and that you know and that's true i mean he's one of the top rappers of all time but he hasn't really had any solo solo projects for me to base that i mean a lot of his shit has been mm, uh, what's it called? You know, besides, besides, um, what's it called? Besides Speaker Box, you know, the two-part, two-part album with him and, and Andre where he did the, you know, the Speaker Box and it, that was his solo part of that. And Andre's was the Love Below. Uh, you know, besides the Love Below, Andre doesn't have a solo album. But Big Boy has gone on to do you know, solo projects, and I don't, I don't know why that is, maybe Andre just doesn't, you know, feel like putting out a whole project, maybe it won't, you know, he thinks it won't live up to the hype, I don't know, but I don't like putting him in, you know, top five, top ten MC category when you don't have a solo project to base that off of, so, but showing that, that Speaker Box Love Below album shows that big boy, is underrated as a rapper. He can out rap a lot of these fools, you know. So I feel like you know Andre gets most of the credit for for Outcast, but don't don't sleep on Big Boy. Um, and you know he yeah, Big Boy is still doing music to this day. I haven't checked on any of his recent shit, but I know he's still you know he's still killing music. I think he had out what was it two years ago, a year ago, something like that. Um, 
but Andre, you know, I, I, I need a solo joint from Andre. I don't, you know, to put him, put him up there. Like, he's really, he, he's a good rapper, but to put him on the list, you have to release something solo-y. Solo-ly, excuse me. But, you know, maybe we'll get one in the future. I don't know. I Last I heard, Andre said he was retired. That's what I heard. I don't have a source for that or anything, but... Um, Let's see, where are we going next? Oh, I guess we'll go, we'll stay in the south a little bit. We'll go uh, UGK, Underground Kings, Pimp C and Bum B, you know, Houston, put Houston rap, uh, you know, one of the best duos, you know, in hip-hop history, and they, they had that real, what's it called, real, that Houston sound that everybody knows Bum B and Pimp C were it. You know, you got Paul Wall, you got, you know, Slim Thug, you got Mike Jones. You know, they all, but 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 UGK. You know, Bum B and Pimp C. What was the sound? And plus, you know, they blew up. I mean, they was on uh, that big pimping Hove record. They was on um, sipping on syrup uh, with Three Six Mafia. Those you know are two of the two of the top rap songs you know of that time period, and and both of them featured appearances by UGK. Now, like I said, I'm not too familiar with their music, and then you know after after Pimp C passed away in in '07, um, kind of ended the group. But you know, Bun Bun is still a good rapper. Bun puts on for Houston. Um. I, uh, from what I last heard, they were going to put out one last UGK record, you know, because they have a lot of stuff recorded. But, uh, you know, that's been a while, so I don't know where that's coming along and, and or anything. Like I said, I don't I don't really keep up too much on Houston rap, but um, they, they are legendary. Um, that Too Hard to Swallow album, you know, that's one of their... And, and, and and the UGK self-titled album are you know the two t- chart-topping albums in you know in hip hop you know number one number one albums so you gotta you gotta put them you gotta, you know you gotta put a duo in the list that represents you know Houston and because Houston rap was it was big there in the early two thousands like I said with Paul Wall, Slim Thug, Mike Jones and uh, you know that whole sound was big there in the mid 2000s you know um you don't really hear a lot of them too much anymore um i've heard paul wall on a few records and and slim thug oh well they both did the how to be the man remix on riff raff's album which don't get me started on how i listen to that but uh yeah, you don't hear too much from Houston, you know, from Houston rap as far as the, over the whole country is, you know, concerned. Maybe one day they'll pick it back up and they'll be able to come up with something that'll bring them back to the top. Because, um, you know, that, that sound is, you know, and, and the chopped and screwed sound is, is still, I mean, a lot of people still do that to current at like, I seen one the other day. It took the Drake Scorpion album and, and chopped and screwed it. And it was actually, you know, pretty 
dope. So when they do things like that, it's, you know, shout out to Houston. They they really do, you know, they, they are really influential in the game. So hopefully they can bring it back, you know, whether it's, you know, Bun B dropping that last UGK project or, or Paul Walslin Thug, you know, what's it called? Or what's it, Mike Jones come back. I heard Mark, Mike Jones was doing car dealership commercials. I seen one on YouTube. It's pretty damn funny just because to see him. He was, you know, a, you know, a top Houston rapper back then in the mid 2000s. Yeah, I still listen to Mike Jones tracks to this day. But, uh, and now he's doing car commercials, and that's just funny to me. But not to go off on the whole Houston rap conversation, but I know it's supposed to be UGK, but you know that 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 whole side over there just is key to to the mid two thousands hip hop. Um, let's see what else I got. The next one is is actually one that's kind of split up right now, and it, and it's been in the news. Yeah, well, not not recently, but you know, over the last couple of years, the beef and I'm gonna go. Well, their beef has been in the news, but uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Kanye and Jay, Kanye and Hove. I'm not really a fan of Kanye these days. I don't know what what happened to Kanye. I don't know whether Kanye his original you know stuff was just a lie. Because I figured he was a better person than who he is now. And that's just going to get me started on a political conversation. And Donald Trump. And I don't want to have that conversation. I like to keep my podcast nice and, and chill. And you know, how I feel about Donald Trump is... I don't want to post that on... Maybe one day I'll, I'll talk about it on the podcast. But I don't want to, you know... Um, I don't want to get into that. But yeah, Kanye, you know, supporting Trump and... and, and Getting pissed off at Jay Z for not going to his wedding and start that and took him and and start you know walling out, but them as a duo is it, you know whether it's rapper producer or rapper rapper is they're actually one of the dopest ones even though they haven't released much content together. Like that Watch the Throne album was crazy. Um. I, lo- I still love that Otis record. No Church in the Wild. Yeah, I-, I liked it, but I liked a couple of the remixes that other rappers did to that beat. You know, shout out Joe Budden. Um, but, you know, Ham. That, you know, Niggas in Paris. Like, those those two records. And those, I mean, the, the whole album is ridiculous. But, um, you know, it was, it was one of the top albums of the year. It's one of the top collab albums of all you know of all time it's a shame that their beef has now gotten in the way of making music so hopefully you know they've squashed and uh, from what i understand they've squashed it but i don't you know i don't know how you know how that is going to relate to them making music and you know jay's towards the end of his career and kanye's more worried about fashion and, and Donald Trump, you know, that's why I call him MAGA yay. But, uh, you know, maybe we'll get some more Watch the Throne tracks over time. Because realistically, I mean, they, they make, when they make music together, it's hard to, 
um, it's hard to deny them because uh, Kanye produced some uh, some early work on uh, in Jay's career for uh, what's that? Was it the Blueprint? It might have been the Blueprint. Yeah, no, what was it? Oh man, I can't remember. Oh, it was the 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 Dynasty album. And then and then the blueprint. And then um and then Kanye's album came out, the you know, College Dropout came out, so he was one of Jay's main Kanye was one of Jay's main producers, you know, for the rest next few albums, Black Album, Kingdom Come, um, Blueprint Three, and then um stuff and and albums like so it was eventually they were gonna do a collab album and when this album, you know, Watch the Throne came out. You you figured they would have made a lot more songs together, but you know what's it called. Um, but basically, you know, it, it never it never came to fruition, and then they started beefing, and you know, I don't know. I guess you know, it just they they kind of fell off. But that short amount of time, you know, from when Jay's, you know. When when they started or when Kanye started producing for Jay, um, oh that Swagger Like Us record, Kanye produced that, and that's one of my favorite songs of all time, with uh, you know Ti, Lil Wayne, Jay Z, like the, the those two collabing on records is is really, um, really, in you know it it. it makes good music it, it, great music so uh, i'm kind of sad that their personal relationships maybe has something to do with their wives because i don't think beyonce is like like kim kardashian at all so maybe it has something to do with their wives i don't know but hopefully in the future like I said, and that goes for all these all these duos that i'm going to be listing because a lot of them aren't you know haven't dropped music in a minute um Oh well, Royce and Premier are on my list, so they just dropped P Prime too, so, and, that, and that, that's a great album by the way. Check that out. I'll just go into that a little bit later. But I got I got Drake and Wayne. They haven't dropped that many tracks together lately. Um, M and Royce, they they've done you know a couple tracks a year for the past few years, but they haven't done anything major since that 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 Bad Meets Evil Bad Meets Evil album back in 2011. And that that's one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, I I got I got Future and Metro on here. They've you know they're still collabing. So, um, but next on my list is Drake and Wayne. And they're they're not really a a duo per se, but that you know I mean, without Wayne, where you know where is Drake in the rap game? So, plus all their collabs have been you know and, and Drake is signed with to you know Young Money. And where, like I said, where is where is Drake without Wayne? And and maybe where is Wayne now without Drake? You could say that Drake has Drake has kept Wayne's career afloat even longer than than it, it could have been or than it should have been. I know Wayne's fallen off lyrically, you know, after the Carter Four, but recently he's picked it back up. So maybe now that he's out of his Cash Money deal. And maybe that'll get Drake out of, you know, his deal with Young Money and he can go with Wayne and do something else. But, um, a lot of, 
a lot of their tracks have been, you know, hits in these recent years. Um, what's it called? You know, Believe Me. Um, from from pretty much, pretty much, uh, what is that? God damn, what is that record? Ransom. From record or from ransom to to you know family feud on dedication six you know that like they've they've collabed for nothing but hits she will used to um ignorant shit you know i'm I'm going through a list of them here in my playlist now uh believe me is another one i love that song and right above it i mean right above it's a made that was a major smash Ballers, uh, the HBO show still uses that as their theme. That's you know, so that you know, hell yeah, fucking right. The motto. Oh, miss me. I forgot about miss me. I forgot I had this song on here. Um, and obviously I don't think you can play music on podcasts because that kind of get you know, that requires permission, I guess. But I was gonna throw on the song, but um. Like, all these collabs are just... So, I mean, when they get in the studio together, and they just... They make magic. Successful is another one. They make magic together. So, hopefully, um, you know, with the, with the release, both of them... Well, I guess Drake is done with his deal. And Wayne has gotten out of his cash money deal. Since, you know, Birdman was basically robbing him for all these years. But, I mean, a lot of these records are... Like, I mean, are smash hits through the late to you know mid mid 2000s late 2000s early 2010s here you know even up to you know this year with uh dedication six and or well late last year with dedication six and family feud you know going over uh the story of og or i mean not story of og god damn it going over the family Feud beat off of uh 444 so, I mean, Wayne and Drake, I mean, they still, they're still close. I, I, I'm looking for, maybe they'll drop a collab album one day. Maybe. I mean, I would, shit, I'd listen to it. I mean, I know a lot of, you know, a few of my friends, they're not really the biggest Lil Wayne fans anymore, which I understand he fell off a little bit after Carter Four, but a lot of his recent shit, you know, dedication sick, god damn it. Dedication Six was uh, like amazing. He brought uh, brought the Dedication Six or Dedication series back to you know what it was. Dedication, I think it was Dedication Five. Like that, it was it wasn't that good. But so Dedication Six brought that series back to prominence, and a lot of it started with that Drake and Wayne. You know when they dropped that record, everybody jumped on it. But, um, excuse me, I'm yawning here, Mike, um, and I noticed there was an echo, not not to switch subjects, but there was an echo on my last episode, um, I think it's because one of the effects in my recording, um, software was on, and I didn't know it, so it was recording with an effect on it, I was, you know, dicking around on the program, and, you know, just messing with effects and stuff like that. So it was it was turned on and I, I completely forgot. So if you notice an echo in the podcast last week, and that's why. Um Red Meth 
is where I wanted to go next. Uh, Red Man and Method Man. Uh, Method Man being a member of the Wu Tang. Uh, the Wu Tang Clan. But and you know basically they consider you know. Uh, they consider what was it? They consider them one of the top duos of all time. Not even just in rap, but. Um, out of rap, you know, because they did that movie How High together, and that's a that's a cult stoner classic. I mean, it, it, even even if you're not a stoner, like you know, I'm I don't really partake, but um, I do every now and then. But that that movie is pretty damn funny. So, um, so they're not only doing it in music, but they're doing it in movies, and I guess they're making a second one. A second How High movie. Um, that's what I heard last you know, last time I talked to them. But yeah, they consider, you know, they consider Red an honorary member of the Wu Tang Clan. Just how close Red and Meth are, and you know, Meth being one of the main members of the, of the clan. But you know, we'll see. But it, I mean, a lot of their records and, and Red. Red is one of my most underrated rappers. I actually love Red. He's one of my favorite rappers from the nineties. I mean, everybody everybody, um, you know, lists Pac and Big and, and you know, and them and Jay and Nas and but but Red Red like can rap his ass off. And you know, so so can Meth. So I mean they you know their collaborations. Um, I don't think they that they, they first they they've been collabing since they both got signed to Def Jam, but they didn't really release a project together until '99. I think it was the Blackout, and then a decade after that, they released the second Blackout. Um, How High came out in '04, so they 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 don't they don't do a lot of content. But when they do make content, it's it's amazing. Like it really, it's really underrated. A lot of people underrate um, what's it called. A lot of people underrate Red Meth. Like the, it's the, maybe it's because they they didn't shoot up the the charts or anything like that. And but their actual abilities. You know, they are definitely two of the top East Coast rappers, and to me, two of the top rappers, you know, of all time. So the fact that they like to work together is, and, and I, uh, you know, and, and not to mention they're, you know, they're friends too. So they, I like to see when, when duos are not only just duos in the music, when they're actually, you know, friends in real life. I think that that, that shows through in the music. Like when, you know, M and Dre or, or Red and Meth or, you know, the Kanye, Jay, um, M and 50, which I'm going to get into a little bit, um, th those, those friendships in real life, they show through in the music. So I think that's, you know, that's always good to see. Um, I know I'm kind of gliding through this list. There's more I can... I can really sing, you know, go through and then, 
but I don't want to make the podcast too long. So, but I wanted to get to all these duos. M and Fifty is next. Uh, that's you know who I want to. M and Fifty. I mean, I guess we can go Drake Wayne with this one. Where would Fifty be without M? Uh, M signed Fifty to Shady Records, and after he was releasing all the mixtapes in in New York and and beefing with Ja Rule, those well the start of the beef, you know, happened before uh, Fifty even got signed, and then you know at you know. And when he got signed and they still kept beefing excuse me when they still kept beefing and, and then you know M jumped in the beef and, and Shady Records jumped in the beef and it was and Ja said M's daughter's name on a song or something uh, that, that made some for some great music I'm always a fan of great diss tracks so um, but anyways back to M and 50 they uh they haven't released too much content recently the last song was, I believe, 2011. It was their collab with Adam Le- Levine, Levine of Maroon 5. He was he was the singer of the hook. And then um, it was a 50 song. It was supposed to be on his album that hasn't came out yet, Street King Immortal. Um, but man, those early M and 50 joints. Um, patiently waiting, Gatman and Robin, like. Those, those are some of the top, you know, records from the early two thousands. So, uh, and like I said, there, Fifty always compliments him on on Instagram, and you know, he still considers him his favorite white boy, and and he thinks, you know, where he he knows he doesn't know where he would be without him. So, like I said, I guess you can go the whole Drake Wayne situation, but even then, Fifty helped M's career. A little bit, you know, kept it afloat too. You know, after the the Eminem show, it kind of, you know, M was getting heavy into drugs and 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 this and that. But maybe you know, maybe M's career doesn't last all that. You know, well, I mean, it lasts because M is one of the goats. He's to me, he's the goat. You know, in, in case nobody's ever. Ask me that question. The best rapper of all time to me is Eminem. So you can, you know, we can have that conversation one one day, probably here on the podcast. I want to get guests on here. Um, obviously, I don't know too many people up here in Virginia, but I want to get guests on here and see, you know, how I'd work with somebody, somebody else. I don't know. I feel like sometimes I I, I get to recording and I, I stutter or. I, you know, say, um, a lot, you know what I mean? But I feel like if I was talking with somebody else, it might help with that. So I'm going to get a guest on here. It's just a matter of when. And, and, you know, plus I've already told a couple of the friends I'd get them on here. So just a matter of when. Um, let's see, who did I have? Oh, Royce and Premier. This one is rapper, rapper DJ, which is, um, what's it called? Which is not not like a lot of the ones that I have on uh, on my list that I wanted to talk about. Um, but it's a group, you know, with Royce Royce Five Nine, you know, Detroit. If you know if you know Eminem, you know Royce, and but Royce don't get it twisted. Royce is his own his own man. He he's a, one of the best rappers of all time. 
and his newest album I've talked about here on the podcast, Book of Ryan. It's the best. It's the album of the year, and it's one of the best albums I've heard in in the 2010s. So if y'all want to go check that out, Book of Ryan, it's you know in stores, Apple Music, Spotify, whatever. I'm, I'm gonna give him a plug. Um, but you know it's him and DJ Premier, who's you know one of the best producers, best DJs of all time. So, and I, I, I'm not sure how they came about, but I mean. When they do, when they got to get they, they got together. It's you know for for that first prime album. Nobody, I I didn't to be honest, I didn't know who DJ Premier was. I was a little late to the party when it came to DJ Premier, and his scratches and 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 things of that nature. He he's one of the only real DJs left. <laughs> um, but the fact. The fact that Royce can take his bars and put them over, like scratches and mixes and think and, and like that DJ Premier does, and that and that's what made it, you know, like it. it, it they sat down in the studio together and recorded a, a classic album. That first Prime album is a classic, and a lot a lot of collaborations aren't like that anymore they 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 send them through emails and even some of the goats are you know guilty that you know emil sends songs through email jay will send songs through email and they, they don't they don't sit down and collaborate in the studio that much anymore which i mean i guess that's a uh one of the side effects of technology but um those the yeah that first p I keep trying to call it P rhyme. The first prime album is, you know, insane. You know, that microphone preem which features the rest of Slaughterhouse. That's one of my favorite songs. I mean, it shows just it's lyrical warfare. It really is. And that's what most of the Slaughterhouse records are. It's lyrical warfare. I mean, I don't know. I'm I, I'm a big fan of of lyrical miracle rappers. I mean, it, I mean they're it, if your bars are up there, I'm a fan. Now, of course, you have to put it all together. Like, yeah, rapping is harder than it looks, but at the same time, you have you can't just, you know, bar somebody to death. You have to be able to make music, and that. Um, but Royce and and they just dropped Prime Two. Prime Two came out. Uh, you know, a little earlier this year. That that what's that record on there? Oh, Respect My Gun is one of is is is, is a dope record off that one. Without warning has my one of my other favorite rappers, Yellow Wolf on it. Flirt with Two Chains is a great record. That's that's actually probably my favorite record, is is the flirt record with two two chains. Two chains is really underrated as well. Nobody nobody gives two chains proper credit. I think. Um What's it called? Like everybody just kind of ignores Two Chains because he doesn't, you know. He, but he, Two Chains can rap, and, and it showed kind of in the collab he had with him, Eminem earlier this year, the Chloroseptic remix. But yeah, I mean, wait, Two Chains can do anything in the studio. So to see him collaborate with with a couple of these lyrical rappers, like you know, instead of just collaborating with like Future or Lil Wayne or you know anything like that. 
it's good to see two chains kind of branch out a little bit. Um, but yeah, that that flirt record. If you haven't checked it out, if you haven't checked out the whole prime, you know, prime or prime two albums, go check them out. If you if you really like hip hop music, go check them out. Um, let's see, where are we going next? I guess we can stay on Royce for a little bit. M and Royce, the bad meets evil. Did I already get into them? I'm not sure. Um, like I said, I'm, I, I kind of record these podcasts off the cuff whenever I feel like recording them. I just kind of record them. And maybe that's my downfall, but I mean, if y'all like listening to me talk, y'all can stay listening. I appreciate all the listens. So, um, no, I did. I got into them a little bit. But, the, you know, M and Royce, best friends. Um, that's what, with a lot of these duos that I have on here. They're all like friends before they, before they, uh, before they're artists. So, and, and Em and Royce had a falling out before, like they made the early Bad Meets Evil records on M's Slim Shady LP, you know, and then they made Scary Movie, you know, for the Scary Movie soundtrack. And, and then, then Royce, Royce started getting that heavy into alcohol and, and, you know, him and D12 wasn't getting along. So by association, M M wasn't really talking to Royce, so Royce kind of shot at M a little bit. And but back in like 2009, when M got sober, they kind of squashed things out and started making music again. And that's where that 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 first Bad Meets Evil EP came from. The hell the sequel. For those who don't know that title, he said in in the um, in the Bad Meets Evil the original record at the end that. They say see you and M says see you in hell for the sequel. And so they got that title the, the EP in 2011 is titled Hell the Sequel. Now that like I said that earlier in the podcast, that um album is really one of my favorite albums all, of all time. Um I mean, you know, you have the Lighters record with Bruno Mars, that's the hit. And Fast Lane was the hit. But I mean, the Welcome to Hell, I mean, that's just, the, the intro track, it's only three minutes long, but god damn, is there, you know, crazy bars for both. My favorite track is Take From Me, though. It's where they both talking about um, the, you know, the internet, like, stealing, basically hacking and getting the music you know, instead of actually going and buying the music, they hack, they would hack and steal and get the, and download the music for free. And it, they kind of go through their experiences with that, uh, both M and Royce. That's my favorite track off the album. Um, and I know the, the original, for those, uh, lot, for those who don't know, the original, um, what's that track? Renegade that M and J did. That was actually an M and Royce joint, and if you go and search on the internet, you'll find the Royce version. But um, I guess they'd recorded it, and then Jay need Jay wanted a uh, a record for his album from M. So I guess M asked Royce, said, "Hey, can you know Jay needs a record, and we ain't got time to record one. So can we just you know can we use I'll send you know Jay the." Renegade and he could throw his on it and I guess Royce approved back then so that M&J record 
that, you know, that was originally an Emin Royce record. And and that's one of the top hip-hop songs on, of all time. And, and it put M even more on the map. Because, you know, to a lot of people, M showed Jay up on that record. With, uh, you know, hip-hop being a con- competitive sport, M showed him up on that record. So, but that was originally an M and Royce, you know, Bad Meets Evil record. And, and so their their collaborations have stood the test of time. They're, they're still friends to this day. Some to the detriment, you know, like uh, M's or Royce's relationship with M. When when Joe Budden came after Eminem's, you know, revival album, I guess they, you know, they had to, dis- you know, discuss loyalty and such with Royce and Joe, but everybody's cool now and but Royce's Royce will defend him to anybody I've noticed in, in interviews and stuff so it, it's good to see do you know they're one of the top duos in hip-hop one of the top friendships in hip-hop and and they make some of the best music and my my last one I want to get to is it's it, I guess it's a, it's a different sound than a lot of the ones I've been talking about um, it's rapper producer. Um, um, it's it's one of the newer sound. It's basically the basis for all the sound of the, the hip hop game today. And it's future um, Metro Boomin, future Metro. Um, they, a lot of their collaborations have been uh, like major hits. Major, major hits in the studio. Um, Karate Chop, Honest. Where have we got? Shit Monster. These are all records, I mean, hit records, you know, here in the late 2010s. And he, uh, not to mention, Metro produced most of that What a Time to Be Alive Drake and Future collab. And, and that. That whole whole album is is crazy. So the collab or the the chemistry these two have on records, you know, with, with future on Metro production is just insane. So I wanted to throw them in there kind of a little bit. I mean, they uh, Metro produced Ma- Mask Off, which is one of the bigger hits last year, and you know required remixes by several other rappers, Kendrick. Um, Zany Family, Maybach, those and Low Life, those are three of my favorite records off Future's Evil Evil album. Um, Purple Rain, the song off Future's Purple Rain mixtape. Yeah, I'm not referring to Princess Purple Rain. No, I do love that record too. I got I got Princess Purple Rain on vinyl. Uh, switch the subject for you know for a second. Princess, yeah, up there with Michael as you know. Greatest album or greatest artist of all time. Um, but yeah, Future and Metro. I just wanted to quick mention Blow a Bag is another where you at. That's one of my favorite records recently with Drake. Um, like all these records just are crazy, you know, crazy chemistry on it. Like Future just goes in on, on Metro's beats, and I'm not sure if they're. Um, I guess they 
they, you know, they started just because they cross paths in the studio every day. And now, you know, they're, 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 I don't know if they're friends, but their chemistry in the studio is, is unmatched in today's game. So shout out to them. Um, I'm, I'm a future fan. Even though, you know, he's not, he's not a lyrical miracle rapper, you know, anything like that. But, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan, I'm a huge fan of future. Huge fan of Metro. Metro's a good producer. I mean, he'd be, he'd be making a lot of hits. Post Malone, um, Kodak, even though I don't listen to Kodak. Um, Bounce Back by Big Sean. I mean, Bank Account. Bad and Bougie. T- uh, Tuesday for Mackinan. Mike Mackinan, however, however you say that man's name. That that Tuesday track, you know, going in the club, up on the club on a Tuesday with Drake. It, it, I mean, that, that song is huge. You know, a lot of new hits today are produced by Metro and you know easily one of the you know best hit makers of you know in the world right now if you need a hit you go to Metro um so future and, and then future with the, his sound it meshes perfectly with Metro um that's pretty pretty much it. Like I said, I you know really when I record these things I I just kinda go off the top and you know, I'll have now that I'm in my new place I'll have my computer screen up, but I don't right now with the way my work situation is, I don't really have time to sit down and take take notes and, and delve into it just yet. So if they sound a little all over the place, if they sound a little you know, you know, when I, you know, mess up or whatever, that's, that's pretty much why. I mean, I don't, I'm working, working a lot is just kind of, I don't have the time right now to sit down and delve into the note aspect of podcasting, but I figure, I, I think all these podcasts come out pretty good when they're off the top, you know. And just having my computer screen or my phone up, you know, I think I think they come out pretty good. I think, you know, this podcast had could do pretty good numbers. I mean, you know, it might not be one of the best podcasts in the world, but I feel like I can hold my own. And maybe if I bring some guests, you know, we'll we can start to get this thing, you know, full throttle. But what else we got? Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, quick little episode. Nothing. Nothing. I just wanted to talk about the duos in hip-hop that, that I like, you know, my preferences. There's no order to them. I don't know. I'm not going to rank them because, I mean, they're, it's all legendary music. But, um, so I don't want to rank them. But that's that's my, what did I say, 11? You know, 10 in an honorable mention. Um, so if y'all have any 10, you know, your 10 or any, any I know Nico on the Facebook post he he brought up the other, you know, shit, any of the rappers in, in the Wu-Tang. Which one did he bring up? But, yeah, Nico brought up, the, brought up, uh, god damn it. I can't think of the names. Fuck my life. Damn it. Oh, man, I'm retarded. 
Raekwon and Ghostface. I'm dumb. I forgot which one he brought up because, you know, we was talking about Red and Mets, or I was talking about Red and Mets, so I figured it was Red and Mets. But no, he brought up Raekwon and Ghostface. Um, yeah. <laughs> My boy True said Kanye and Kanye. And shit, uh, old Kanye would kill fucking current Kanye. I said that shit in the post too. Um, but he brought up, you know, Chief Keef and, and Chop, Zaytoven and Gucci, rapper producers. You know, those are two of the trap, top trap ones. I, I like that he brought them up. Uh, there's so many more you can go into. And I kind of feel bad that I didn't do the research for this one. But I kind of wanted to just get it out. So, um, but that's pretty much it for this podcast episode. I'll catch you all down the road. Next week, I'll probably drop an episode, you know, work permitting, life permitting, but hopefully I can find another topic like this that I can, you know, sit here and discuss singly instead of kind of bouncing all over the place like the last few of my episodes have been. You know, they've been all over the place. sports, music, this, that, and the third. I like one when I can just kind of sit, sit down, even if it's off the top like this and not, you know, there's no notes. I just have my computer screen and, and my phone, but... And sit down and talk about one specific topic. It, you know, it, it, to me, it makes the podcast sound a little better. So, oh, actually, now that I've, you know, checked out the audio of the podcast, it's actually, uh, this, I think is my longest episode. I think it's at like 53, 54 minutes, which, I mean, that's, that's, you know, good, I guess. Um, we, you know, I, I usually try to make them into like, you know, 30 minutes, but this one, you know, hey, you did. I was talking about it and we got to talking and maybe it's some of it's my, you know, stumbling and bumbling, but I, I, I'm getting, I guess, a little better at this thing. So if I could talk about something for an hour, you know, hey, uh, it'll work. And you guys want to listen? Feel free. But All right. So I will catch you guys next week.